Hey, welcome back to Silent Sales Machine Radio. I'm your host, Jim Cockrum of silentjim.com. You can jump over there and hear all of our episodes. But from time to time, we like to turn on the video camera and record a few too. So if you're watching us on YouTube, thanks for joining us. You should know that there's literally a couple hundred episodes that are available to you that are all as awesome as this one that you can only listen to by having a podcast app and going over to our website and checking it out there. But for those of you who are either watching or listening today, we have a treat. I've got Abe Ortolani on the line today. He's going to jump on the screen with me in just a moment. We're going to spend some time talking to him. If we go back in history just a little bit, it's been a couple of years ago, he was a guest on this show and he tells his story. It's worth going back and listening to. I think it was episode 90 because I just interviewed him and I'm doing the introduction now. That's the only reason I know because Abe reminded me. But we'll stick a link in the show notes regardless to his first episode. And the reason you want to check that out is because he was only recently had gone full-time using the internet creatively after having been in construction his whole life. His, he was raised in construction. He understood construction. He was starting to have some health challenges that made it a little more difficult. So he started looking for some other options. He had never used a computer before. He had never sent an email before. He had never used a smartphone. And here he is, one of the most creative, successful, and influential leaders in our community of business building warriors just a few short years later with all kinds of exciting content and ideas and strategies to share. So you're going to enjoy a story today. I think you're going to definitely get some incredible insights into what works and what doesn't work and how you can work with us and work with maybe Abe, who's one of our great coaches at Jim Cockrum Coaching. That's jimcockrumcoaching.com. But regardless of what you do with today's content, even if you just sit back and enjoy the story and are inspired by a dad doing life the way it has to be done, take care of his kiddo and to make some great things happen, he's just an inspirational guy. He's had to overcome a lot and he's built something truly special. Hundreds of students from our community have worked with him at this point and seen incredible results. So with that introduction, let's jump over and introduce you to Mr. Abe. So Abe, welcome back to the show, man. Good to see you again. What have you been up to? Well, thanks for having me back. I know it's been a couple of years since last time uh, I came to the show, but yeah, so I've been up to a lot. Sort of made a big shift over into uh, partnerships, partnering with a lot of different Amazon brands, a lot of consulting work, a lot of marketing. So that's sort of my, my big shift is going from just Amazon to everything else. Facebook marketing, driving traffic, um, just learning all those strategies. I've been sort of obsessed with learning just overall marketing and advertising. And that's helped me partner with different businesses, both online and offline. Started out as sort of freelancing, just kind of winging it. And it's grown into a pretty substantial business now. And I've partnered with a couple of other leaders in your community, Nathan Bailey and some others. And... Um, yeah, it's it's just been grown. That's sort of what I've been working relentlessly on for the last year. It's been pretty incredible, actually. That's so great. And if you could, you mentioned the podcast episode that you joined us. It's been a couple of years, which is hard to believe, man. But what's life like now? Just contrast your daily routine because you were in construction. For those who didn't go back and listen to the other episode, you really should. We'll stick in the link in the show notes. Yeah. Because you, you were a pretty different guy at that point. Here we are a couple of years into the journey. How is your life and your routine? different? Well, yeah, just the, 
I think it's podcast number 90 actually is, is the 90. Yeah. I'm thanks pretty, for pretty positive. I've done my 90. homework. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also a fan of the show. So I know that. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think back when we did that, I was in this business a few years. So going back to 2015, end of 2014 is really when I started. And that's when I had a construction business that I started when I was 25, which I'd had for about 11 years and didn't know anything about computers. I mean, uh, I'm working with a client now, actually, and she's got a pretty big business, but she has no idea how to use tech, you know? So I, I kind of, you know, just seeing like where I came from to where I'm now, it, it's pretty incredible. You know, when I was, I was just sort of getting out of arbitrage wholesale and just really starting my private label journey a few years ago, you know? So now it's been, I mean, pretty incredible. I, I could say I've probably worked with well over a hundred different brands at this point, both my own and clients, and probably done several hundred product launches since then. So I'm able to learn, um, just have this incredible knowledge of, you know, what works, what isn't working, you know, how to, how to do things correctly. Also bringing in off, off Amazon traffic and things like that. So, so yeah, I mean, it's been pretty substantial, like as far as the growth process, but that's the thing. I mean, coming into this as pretty much knowing nothing, you know, as far as an online business is concerned, everything was so overwhelming, you know? And I, I really couldn't see a path of like how I was going to figure it all out, you know? But what I realize now is things are only hard when they're new. Once they're lo- no longer new, they're no longer hard. So as long as you know that and you keep working the process and learn the tools, learn the software, learn Excel. I had to learn how to use email. That's, that's how like rookie I was, right? So just doing, just like working these processes, eventually they're no longer hard anymore. And then you can begin to build systems so that they work for you, right? And it's not like this big cloud that you have to try and figure out every day. So that, that was a big, you know, just realizing those things is a big breakthrough for me. And now anytime I have to learn something new, you know, Facebook ads, YouTube ads, whatever it is that I go through, I just simply do it, work the process, and eventually I can build a system around it and it's, it's not hard anymore. And just the confidence level that you have and, and the number of people who look at you as a true leader, which you are, and you've coached many of our students and mm-hmm. you've helped many businesses. I didn't realize a hundred brands. That was news news to me. You've been hitting it, man. That's yeah, awesome. Uh, you helped. You've been a contributor to the, the proven product partnering strategy that we teach around here. You know where yeah. you can go out and find a brand, help them get on Amazon. Well, beyond just helping them get on Amazon, you can help them start marketing, and not just necessarily on Amazon, but hey, let's get creative with Facebook. Let's get creative with driving traffic, grow an email list, those kind of skills. Your proof that if you just dive in, and I love what you just said. I've never heard anyone put it that way. Mm-hmm. Abe, that it's only scary because it's new. And that's so true. As soon as you spend an hour or two digging in, like, oh, wow, why was I so intimidated? That's easy. You know, yeah. say, that's why I always say, if you can learn to use email, you can learn any skill you need to do this stuff. It's just yeah. a matter of jumping in, being a little nervous the first time, realizing you're not going to break anything and experimenting and off you go. Absolutely. But, so I love your story, man. I'm curious... The direction I'm hoping to go a little bit here is how has your life changed? I know you've become a competent leader with many clients and a lot of success, but just if you can go back in time, you said it was 2014. So we're making a, a significant time leap here, but yeah. just your routine, your schedule, your health, you know, your ability to kind of manage your life. Like, what's the difference between being a construction guy 
in being, you know, the internet marketing guy? You know, what, how's, yeah. what's that transition felt like? Well, it was, I'll tell you, it was definitely difficult at first, you know, and, and that was just to kind of reset everything I knew about everything I did, really. You know, here I was, a construction guy working 10, 14 hours a day, not having a lot of time for the family, just focus on work, 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 sort of just, that's the way I was raised. That's how my father did it. So his father did it. It was go work a nine to five job, provide for the family. And that, that's how you did things. Right. So, you know, so for me, you know, health was never an issue. I was always in very good shape. I was, you know, just cause the work ethic and, and all that. And then come the shift where I shifted to an online business and, you know, of course, one of the main reasons I did that was so I could be around my son, who's now 10 years old. At the time, he was five or so. So that was big just so I could be around with him and be a better father and do those things. So that was that was my vision, right? That was my initial goal. And then as far as, you know, the health thing was concerned, like going from pretty much nonstop daily routine to sitting at a desk and trying to figure things out, you know, with the brain instead of the body took a a sort of toll on me health-wise in the beginning, you know? So it took a little while to sort of reset that and really not only focus on the business and my family, but also myself, you know? So now I have a much more like routine schedule where, you know, I set time away from myself because I have the time, you know, I set time away from working on my actual Amazon business and different things that I'm doing. And then I set certain scheduled time so I can do consulting calls. And then there's certain, like usually evenings are kid time. And I don't, you know, I don't jeopardize any of that either way. So, so that's sort of how I separate things in order to, um, you know, build my schedule to kind of support the life that I'm trying to build. I think that's very important too, because you're so motivated in the beginning, you want to do everything, you want to learn everything, and you forget about cutting time out for yourself and your family. I've been able to figure that out, which is very important. Well, I, I love, you know, just to illustrate that, man, I love that I texted you here a little while ago and said, hey, man, we're going to run a little late, start a few minutes late. And your first reply back was, hey, that's cool, but I got to be done by, you know, 345. Yeah. I got to go pick up my kiddo. Like, that's yeah. the non-negotiable now. And then yeah. we to do that. As a dad, there's just no better feeling than knowing, hey, I, I can make my family a priority anytime I want to. Yeah. And make it fit, make my business fit around that rather than... The typical in, in kudos to all the dads out there. I always feel compelled to say this, Abe. You know, there's dads out there still doing the 14 hour a day thing because they have to do it to provide for their family. Man, heroic level effort. Keep it up. Mm-hmm. Stay in the fight. We're proud of you. But man, there there's some other options to explore here. And you can tip your toes in the water, <laughs> dip your toe in the water on this stuff and sure. potentially build something pretty special the way Abe has. And go down this path of, you know, like I love you said, using your mind rather than your body. You know, the body's going to wear out, <laughs> you know, at some sure. point, long before, typically for most of us, before the mind starts to go. And you've still got another 30, 40 years of a sharp mind after your body starts to decline. Mm-hmm. And this is a business that you can just keep right on rolling with, right? So you're on a great path, man. It's really cool to hear. Well, tell me some of the projects you're excited about. You know, you mentioned a bunch of brands. Tell us a a success story without creating any competitors for yourself, obviously, or for your brand. But talk us through what that looks like to have a client and to help them build a brand. And if one of those stories comes to mind, anything pop in your head? Yeah, I mean, of course. I mean, I have certain. um, You know, I can't really talk and reveal certain clients' brands, but you know, overall, in general, there's a lot of information out there right now. I mean, everybody is trying to be 
the next information guru. They everybody has a course. Um, a lot of it, and you know, it, it being someone who's seen a lot of these courses, and 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 I'm in the community. I know a lot of people in this industry, and a, there's a lot of misinformation out there. You know, there's a lot of sort of the people selling the get rich rich quick, or you know, there's here's the sort of the layout to do it exactly how you need to do it. You know, and it doesn't always work out that way. There's so much competition now, especially from when I started. And Amazon evolves constantly almost. I usually say like three months on Amazon is like two years in the real world. You know, that's how fast things change. And one day you could look up and your operating procedure is has to be completely changed because something has changed so drastically. We just saw this with Amazon Ads Manager completely re- over the last, you know, six months to a year. They co- completely reformatted everything, you know. So a lot of the advertising process we had to redo. And, and same thing with Facebook. Facebook's is always changing, you know, their business manager platform. So it's, what I really enjoy most is looking at somebody's business and then showing them the right way to do it. Sharing my operating procedures, my strategies, walking them through the process of how to use keywords to do product selection, you know, how to do correctly optimize and index your listings, how to do correct launches, how to set, how to format ad campaigns. And, you know, so the nuts and bolts of ranking on Amazon. And I think um, a lot of people don't reveal that information. Uh, That's sort of what I enjoy the most is showing people actually how to navigate this like Amazon ecosystem the correct way. Yeah. So that's sort of the biggest, um, the biggest thing for me. Do you have any, I'd be curious to hear, and I know you can't reveal, like you said, any specific products, but again, like a success story. Like yeah, a brand that came to you, hired you, what you did, and and how that all looked. Yeah, for sure. So we've uh, we have people that come to us from some people are already extremely successful, you know, and they just need to uh, increase and improve the their products existing. And then some people never sold a product before online. So those are the ones. Those are the people that I like working with the most. They're sort of those newbie people. But we have. Just a, I probably worked with over about 250 clients just on the coaching side of things. Uh, but just recently, we took a brand on with uh, with Humminbird. And I really, it's a super niche product. If I say the product, it's it's like wide open for people to come in and just duplicate this thing. But it's a product that it's very obscure and it has to do with, uh, I, I say, like antivirus, right? So... Something like that. Let's just say that's as far as I'll go with that. But came to us probably, you know, was doing okay, maybe 8000 a month, I would say. And within two months, uh, she's doing about 30000 a month now. And of course, with the whole coronavirus scare, products are starting to fly off the shelves because of the, the niche that they're in. And it's not face masks, so I'm not going to say that. But, um, you know, that's that's a big success story. And really... That's sort of the testament to what the system on Amazon looks like right now is a super niche, non-competitive product is going to blow up extremely fast if it's, if it's in demand. On the other side, sourcing a, a very competitive product that a lot of other people are selling is going to take a lot longer to be successful. It's going to be a lot more uh, money that's going to have to be thrown at that product. It's going to be a much longer timeline for success. And you really got to get strategic with those products. So, so that, you know, this particular client pretty much gave us a, an awesome opportunity to work with her. And uh, we were able to explore her product very quickly. 
So, what's your? I'm curious what your payment arrangement is. Are you getting a percent of the Amazon sales, or is it a flat fee? Are you charged per hour? Like, what's your typical arrangement when you work with clients? Yeah, so I would say both. So we have a huge range of services from imaging to video creation to optimizing listings to managing advertising to off Amazon funnels to launch strategies, all these different things. So we partner with clients. Um, on a revenue share, basically. So depending on the volume the client is already doing, we'll come to an agreement as far as a percentage of revenue that will be paid to do all this work, right? And in, and usually in those deals, it just includes everything. It's a partnership agreement, and we're just going to increase sales, and then we take a piece of, of the revenue. But we also offer these services to where we'll do more of a, a fee-based issue, fee-based situation where they pay for certain services and, and work it out. But usually if, if, you know, we meet with a client, we'll, we'll sort of uh, negotiate that and figure out what's going to be the best for both sides. And of course we're a business, we have to make money, you know, and I will say not all clients are good ideas for revenue shares. You know, it's sort of not like a, a cut and dry situation because, you know, just from experience now I've taken on some bad product ideas you know, just in the means of like getting in, learning, you know, how to, you know, just excited about that first client or that first few clients and you want to get some clients under your belt, but you realize that the product needs to be right too. And the person you're working with, the partner has to be the right type of person as well. You know, some people are tough to work with. So there has to be sort of that um, symbiotic relationship, sort of, uh, you know, same mission, same vision, the right product idea that you can get excited about. All that has to kind of go come into come into play in those situations, I believe. Well, I, I've got a bullet point list in my head of things I want to hit. Um, sure. Let's take them in reverse order, ma'am, because you just said something that I think would be some very valuable information. I haven't asked this question. We have a handful of people who are operating at the level you are with a good number of clients mm-hmm. and helping them get on Amazon and launch their product. You just said, you got to work with the right person. Even the product's great. If you're working with the wrong person, yeah. it can go south pretty quick. How Have you gotten pretty good at detecting, is this the right or wrong person early in the process? And, and what boxes do you check to determine that this person's a good fit? Yeah. So I've gotten good at, um, you know, I'm not a psychic, so I, it's difficult sure. to read people initially because people can come off super nice. And then there's type A personalities. There's nothing wrong with those type of people, but it comes down to a core concept. And usually ask the question, you know, some, somewhere along the lines of, all right, what has been the issue so far for you? Why haven't you been able to be successful or figure this out? That's usually a main indicator. If they start to blame other people for their issues, mm. if they start to blame the fact that they're not successful because somebody screwed them or it's somebody else's fault, then that's, that's a problem. Because if anything goes wrong, it's probably going to fall the same lines that you're going to get blamed for it. It's going to be you. <laughs> yeah. And on the other hand, if they're just like, you know, I just, I'm not knowledgeable about this. I need someone who knows what they're doing. I don't have the time to do this or, you know, something that doesn't play the blame game. Mm-hmm. That's usually an indicator that, all right, this person at least has the right mindset to move forward. And let's see how we can work together with that's the team so good. That we have the team we have. Where do we fit in in their model, right? So that I would say that's a key indicator for me for sure. I'm reminded 
I'm not sure who said it. I want to say it was like a Steve Prefontaine, the famous uh, Oregon duck runner who died in his prime. I think it was him. It may have been someone else that said, you haven't truly failed until you start blaming others. Mm -hmm. That's such a good quote. And that's very good insight. When you're going to work with a client or partner or anybody else, um, that's why one of the tests I like to say, uh, a guy in our community was, it was, I think it was Jeff. He was meeting one of his daughter's boyfriends. He's like, oh man, give me some ideas. What do we talk about? To get him to talk about his family, you know, because you yeah. get a guy talking about his family. You can real. is this the kind of guy that blames others and resents others and has negative relationships around him? Or is this the kind of guy that, you know, he may have had a broken family. He may have rough relationships, but he refuses to go negative. You know, you want to work with people like that. They're not going to blame others. They're going to look forward they're, you know, they're going to be transparent in the way they present their issues and like, Hey, I'm probably part of the problem here. You know, you want those kind of people. And so you, you can, you can try new ideas and you don't have to worry about the finger being pointed at you if it doesn't work. Yeah. Um, that's good stuff, man. Yeah. The, really and there's, there's a quote I like to use, which is skepticism always is a self-fulfilling prophecy, mm. right? So when you're looking at these situations, if you have someone that's skeptical from the beginning, they're never going to see you know, they're really never going to change their mind. They, they sort of have to believe that hiring you is going to be the right process to achieve whatever the goal they're going to achieve. Right. And I think that goes for people coming into this business too, looking at Amazon as a new career choice, like just, you know, just from that level, right. If you come to the skeptical, if you, if you're in Facebook groups, you're saying RA is dead. Wholesale is not profitable. Uh, you know, private labels too saturated, whatever. You're never going to be successful at it until you can remove that belief system. You know, yeah, you, you got to take that skeptic hat off at some point and give it yeah. a shot. Yeah, you have to. Internally, you got to believe in it. Yeah. Oh, you're going to self sabotage just so you can prove yourself right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, and for me in the beginning, that was the motivation for me to keep going. Mm-hmm. You know, I, there were times where I sat there and I was questioning, you know, sales were low or lower than I expect them to be. So, you know, at the time, and I was saying, you know, can I make this work or do I have to get, go back to my real, my other job, you know, like, is this ever going to happen? For me? And as soon as I just switched my mentality of like, no, there's, there's no option for me. This has to work. I'm never going back, you know, and as soon as and that just caused me to be motivated to work and just keep going and, and working the problem until you know, until I figured it out. But I think that, uh, that's a, that was a big, I remember, I actually remember that, uh, momentum shift that happened to me. Was it like Um, a moment in time specifically that you recall? Yeah, I do. And you know what? I think I actually, this isn't BS because I definitely said this in the last podcast I was on, but I was working in, you know, by myself in my office, like just going at it alone. Right. I, you know, there was Facebook groups. Yeah. But you know, there was, it wasn't much. And I remember. I, for the first time I ever kind of got out of my office and said, all right, I'm going to go and meet people in this industry was CES3, Louisville, Kentucky, 2015, September. And yeah, you know, I'm, I'm just, it's the truth, really. And it was there where I met like five or six guys that we all kind of, you know, hung out one night and just started sharing ideas, formed a little mastermind group. I met some other people that I had just been online friends with. I heard some great feedback from some of the speakers and that was the first place I ever learned about what a keyword was. Now, literally my entire day is spent 
reverse engineering keyword data, right? So you can nerd out fast. I mean, I I sat in on some of your last keyword presentation and it was uh, where you were at that point was over my head, buddy. (laughs) You were digging in. It was beautiful. And I was just sitting there envisioning you with a utility belt and a hammer and a measuring tape on a roof somewhere just a few years ago, never having used a computer. And here you are blowing my mind with these in-depth keyword testing strategies. Yeah. It was beautiful, man. It really yeah. was. And once you understand how to like implement those those procedures, I mean, it it's not as complex as it seems, you know. No, it's really sometimes good. it's tough it's to good explain. Job of it simple. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sometimes it's tough to explain. But actually, if you have the process down, you know what you're looking for. It's really not that big. Of a yeah, deal. It, good point for sure. Which yeah. is another point I was going to make as we're going through that bullet point list in my head, kind of backwards. You mentioned coaching and hummingbird. Mm-hmm. And the, kind of the course of your story there. And I just want to encourage folks, Abe is a coach on our team, jimcockramcoaching.com. If mm-hmm. you want to talk to us about working with Abe as your coach, we have incredible coaches. That's a very small piece of the pie of your overall income, I'd imagine. You only take on a handful of students at a time, but you are one of the coaches working with some yeah. of our incredible students. And that's led to some great business partnerships and relationships. And you mentioned Nathan earlier. He's sure. the director of our coaching program and that's your business partner on... Yeah. Hummingbird. What's Hummingbird? So Hummingbird is sort of a full-scale, done-for-you... Well, let me just... For lack of like an explanation like that's so cut and dry, uh, Nathan obviously has been a consultant for years, uh, doing a lot of coaching. You know, he runs... Like I said, he runs a coaching program. He has... Uh, you know, he's always been doing partnership deals with big brands. He has two big warehouses. You know, and, and another guy who's a partner of ours... Michael Gray, sort of this world-renowned branding expert. He's been, he's run multi-million dollar agencies in New York City, way, you know, going back 30 years. In, yeah, in I mean, this of, dude like does yeah. work with Jackie Chan and... Yeah, like he's a next level branding guy. Some right. of the most amazing stuff I've ever seen uh, as far as his logo designs and, and the way he's branded companies. Super smart guy. And myself, I was sort of making a lot of headway as you know, as a marketer building, you know, uh, working with some pretty big companies doing, you know, social media ad campaigns and uh, just setting up marketing strategies for different companies. Obviously, Amazon launches is a big thing that I do. And we also have some other partners that um, own, a, one guy owns a law, law firm, uh, Jeff Lillywhite and things like that. So we sort of all kind of came together and formed this company. And we do everything from corporation setups to trademarks to everything Amazon related. I mean, from everything from image creation to listing optimization to full-scale management, all the way to off-Amazon marketing structures, right? So social media campaigns, branding, business development, logo design. I mean, just really anything that um, you would need in this industry, we provide either as a service or a partnership opportunity, right? So And also, you know, we do a lot of uh, training, you know, as far as uh, teaching people how to start the same type of business that we do. So we believe in, you know, there's no such thing as competition if we're all working together, right? So if we can empower people to build this business model as well, that's where the Proven Product Partnering course came from, right? That idea is not only do we do this business, but we also want to show people how to do this because it's a massive opportunity. I mean, just being someone you know, who's had to swipe six, six figures on a credit card for a private label order in Q4. I mean, that is a scary thing, right? And 
you know, going to a business model where you don't have to buy any inventory at all, right? Someone else has the inventory, but you have the skill set to launch their products for them on Amazon because, you know, that's what you do well. So it's a, it's a much lower risk business model and it's a much more lucrative business model because so many people need it. So, yeah, I mean, I, I always tell people, you know, and I hate to say this too, but easiest way to make money online, right, is to go out and partner with another business and provide something that they, they don't have in their business, right? That's, Usually yeah, that's, absolutely usually right. that's driving traffic or getting It's a great way right? to, um, you know, for people who are nervous about losing their one Amazon account, like, oh no, what would happen if, okay, why not go get yourself a good handful of Amazon accounts when I have a bunch of them with these mm-hmm. people that you've set that you set them up for your partners. And you get a percentage. There's all kinds of ways. You mentioned the proven product partnering. That's the PPP module, as we call it in the community. It's part of the Proven Amazon course now. It's sold separately too, but it's just one of the many modules inside the Proven Amazon course. And did you work on that content? I think it was mainly Nathan and Brenda on our team that put that together, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, But they've learned a ton from you. And a lot of that wisdom has drifted into the course, I'm sure. But yeah, that's... Just yet again, another great reason to own that proven Amazon course. It's the second version of that, it's the second update of that course. So relatively brand new content as we're recording this and just super insightful. The course itself stands alone as the model that you just described, helping businesses get a presence online on Amazon, getting paid well to do so. And I love that you pointed out it's not enough just to find a product that's not online yet and then do a rev share agreement because mm-hmm. you may or may not be able to make that go. It may be yeah. a bad product, maybe a bad person who owns the product. They may not be able to deliver. You know, I've had some people drift into my life that said, hey, can you help me sell a ton of this? I'm like, okay, probably, yeah. How many do you have? Five. How many you could get if we really needed them fast? Like, you know, are you able to leverage and build and grow? No, I can only get maybe 10 a month. And I'm like, yeah. This isn't going to work. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's, that's the whole thing. I mean, when you're doing a revenue share agreement, I mean, the client really has to have all those pieces in place already. Right? I mean, you can help them do it better, but they have to have, you know, supply chain down, uh, being able to, you know, they have to be able to scale because if you're going to drive traffic momentum, the thing that's going to kill that is to run out of stock at any point. They have to be able to do their part to maintain all of that, you know. You can, you can control the momentum and the optimization and, and everything, the research, everything that needs to happen there. But as far as the logistically, I mean, they have to have the, you know, their stuff in, in the right place so that you can both grow together, right? But yeah, so that's obviously something you look at when you're looking at those type of agreements. Hey, this is Jim. Sorry to interrupt this fantastic episode, but I wanted to alert you very quickly before we jump back to the show about today's sponsor. This episode is sponsored by the Legends Group. That is a small group of sellers who gather primarily on Facebook, but also live at a couple events per year and talk about how to source products successfully to sell on Amazon. They specialize in retail arbitrage and online arbitrage strategies If you want to check them out and find out more about them, there's only one link to use. That's provenamazoncourse.com slash legends. Again, provenamazoncourse.com slash legends. Go ahead and check them out. It is a phenomenal group. You can drop out anytime you want 
but I think you're going to love the regular trainings, the positive atmosphere. It's like a big family. And if you want to hang out with other people who are doing creative things, sourcing retail and online arbitrage style for Amazon, that is where you want to be. Hey, let's jump back into the show now. This has been a great update, man. It's really good seeing you again. I, I'm curious as we as we kind of start to wrap this one up. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I want to say one thing quick. If you're interested in working with Humminbird, again, you can just go straight to jimcockramcoaching.com. The same guys in there in that office work with Humminbird all day, every day. We've kind of blended these businesses. If you haven't noticed listening to this podcast, there's a whole lot of blending together of all these great people and you know these people who were students who bought the course, went through coaching, became a coach, became a partner, built businesses with us. It all kind of centers around the same hub of people. So just give us a call and they'll, they'll bump you over to what you need to do to, to work with these guys if, if you want some branding help and that sort of thing. Or if you want to get a great coach like Abe or some of the other great coaches on our team. Again, Abe's partner, Nathan, is my partner as well. He runs the coaching company for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a lot of overlap there. But I wanted to ask you, Abe, before we start to wrap this up, just to, to put on your hat, I like to do this with listeners from time to time of, you know, if you're brand new out there and you're thinking to yourself, okay, maybe there's something here to this. You know, what initial steps, if someone's still kind of trying to prove this whole thing out to themselves, you think there might be something here, what steps should they be taking? What should they be doing to kind of start to cross that bridge into like, I'm, I'm actually making something happen now. Going from skeptic to I'm starting to make some things happen. Like what tips come to mind with no agenda here? I'm just curious what pops in your mind as I say that. Well, I mean, I guess it depends on what, you know, what point they're at now. They're thinking like, hey, should I even explore this business? That's a simple answer, right? And that's yes. I mean, get yourself an account on Amazon or whatever. I remember I started on eBay. Just to let you know where I came from, the construction. I started on eBay and my first successful indicator was I would buy on eBay pallets of craft wood, like from, you know, South American rare woods. And I realized that people were buying these small blocks of craft wood. So I would buy pallets of wood, chop them up and resell them on eBay as little craft blocks, right? So they would make like, you know, knife handles and pens and you know, uh, butcher blocks or whatever, right? So I would buy these big pallets of the wood and there was profit there. Another thing that I did was I would go into Home Depot and go into the rental center and buy the used rental equipment for a huge discount that they were getting rid of. And I would sell it back on eBay for a huge markup. I mean, it was... So like just that's how I started, right? I mean, they're totally outside the, the box, not really super scalable ideas. But it proved to me that I could sell something online. You know, I'm not saying do that, but I mean, now you have so many more tools and resources available to you. Like third party sellers, meaning us, we're way better than selling on Amazon than Amazon is, right? Because they don't have access to the incredible software tools that we have access yeah. to. And Jeff or, himself said the same thing. Yeah. A few months ago. Yeah. Like that's why we're getting out of the third party marketplace. You guys are so good at it. We can't keep up with you guys. Yeah, exactly. You can just look, go look at an Amazon listing and go look at a third party seller's listing that's doing well. I mean, it's it's night and day. And it's because we have access to amazing tools. We can, I mean, of course, Amazon can pull keyword data, but the way we structure it, present it, and launch it is just so much more in depth, right? So it's, and there's all this information is out there to learn. But I would just say, like, just do it, you know, just go and explore, get yourself an Amazon account, 
sell something and you'll start to become a believer as you do it, right? For the person that is sort of in the business and struggling, if you don't have a lot of capital to get started, I would suggest something like re- you know retail arbitrage. That's how I got started, right? There's a great course out now, the replenish course, and just knowing like being in, involved in sort of everybody's just going insane about this course as far as finding replenishables, retail arbitrage. And I just see a lot of success stories coming from it. I see people who are, they initially want to get into private label, but they don't really have enough capital or, you know, they want to see money coming in quicker. So we always say, hey, here's this other model, generate some revenue, and we can roll that into a private label brand sort of long-term. Know that private label is a long-term strategy you know, sometimes six to eight months to get a product up and, and selling really well. So, you know, just know that and and just pick, don't go all in with private label if that's not your means. I would say start turning over some money, start turning over some revenue, prove to yourself this business can work and then scale up from there. I went from retail arbitrage to wholesale to different bundling strategies. And then about, you know, 2016, so I was probably two years in, I shifted to private label. So, but I was already doing six figures a month at that point. So, yeah, so that would, that would I guess that would be the, my advice there. It's all great <laughs> advice. And I'm not sure if you'd heard yet, this is news is only a couple of days old, but the replens course that you mentioned. Yeah. It's the, I call it the no scanning strategy of finding retail inventory. We could teach you how to do that. And that's the course that yeah. Jimmy and Brittany helped us put together, of course. It's in the Proven Amazon course now. It's one of the modules. Again, that Proven Amazon course, you buy it once, it just keeps getting better and better month after month. It's in there now. And it's still sold separately for less than the Proven Amazon course, but it's one of the modules that's just included. So if you're a Proven Amazon course student, even if you bought the course, that course is 10 years old now, Abe. <laughs> so even if you bought wow. it 10 years ago and it was just a few dollars and uh, it was just a couple PDF files and a couple recordings at the time, and a few of us put it together, but um, and it's matured over the years. But one thing we've always done is as new content gets added, it doesn't cost you anything if you have the course. So that replens course is our most recent big addition. And you're right, people are, are flipping out because you don't have to scan barcodes. You can walk into any store, retail, and using the strategies that we teach in that course, come out with up to dozens from any given retail aisle, which just proves to me once again retail arbitrage, not, not only is it not dead, it's not even started yet. Hasn't even started yet. The only what, 5%? Amazon owns 5% of all retail in the US. I think that number could quickly climb to 10 or 15, representing hundreds of billions of new spending. As more and more people shop online right now, 90% of retail is offline, brick and mortar. There's all kinds of growth, in other words. And retail strategies that we're teaching around here, uh, yeah, it's changing lives, man. And that's yeah. a good place to start. I'm glad you mentioned that. And then if you want to establish your own brand, something a little more stable, something that you could actually sell an asset, a brand, a business that you could sell to somebody else at some point, it's kind of hard to sell a retail arbitrage business to somebody. But if you own a brand that's gone big, it's got a lot of momentum. Maybe now you're getting into retail stores and it's you know, you've got something that you could sell. You've got an asset that could be moved to someone else at some point. So I love that kind of that natural progression from flipping items, you know, flipping wood and used tools and moving on into retail arbitrage. That's kind of the, 
it does require a commitment to growth and constant learning, yeah. right? I mean, you're always learning. How much time a week? I'm curious, Abe, as we start to wrap this up, how much time a week are you spending, would you say, learning skills, learning new stuff, listening to podcasts or diving into a course, that sort of thing? How much time do you carve a week to do that? Well, you know, it's it's interesting because I do sporadically do that. I don't know if I could put a, a weekly time limit on that. The majority of what I learn is learned by doing it. Sure. Right. So when I, when I'm sort of onto something, I, I'm I'm the type of person you know I don't really need step by steps. Right. I need sort of the concept, the idea, and then I just go for it. And that's I remember my first Facebook marketing client approached me at my kids swim meet has a massive company in my area and came up and said, Hey, you know, you do this online stuff. We need help with marketing. And I went in to his business and I was said, Whoa, you know, this place is huge. And then I said, yeah, I could help you. Give me like 30 days to kind of look at things and figure it out. And I said to myself, when I got home that day, like, okay, you got 30 days, buddy, get to work. And that's when I, I just sort of dig into all this information, but also I had sort of free range to implement stuff and play with things. And, you know, that was my sort of, you know, that kind of blew my mind because then I sort of became obsessed with it and I, I love doing it and all that stuff. So, but that's, I mean, that's sort of how I jump into things. And I, I would say that no matter what, like every model works, there's no model better than others. There's some that are more scalable and automated, but whether you're doing arbitrage, wholesale, private label, or anything else, it just takes every one of those take amount of work that you have to dedicate to it, right? You know, whether that's the learning curve you have to overcome or it's the different, uh, you know, processes that you have to put in place. All of these strategies take work. And why, why I mentioned retail arbitrage to begin with is because it's the quickest to market opportunity, right? You can walk into a store, pick something off the shelf, send to Amazon, right? Wholesale takes a couple of weeks to order things, larger quantities. Private label, much longer, sometimes, you know, overseas uh, ordering and things like this. So, it, you know, that's why I say, like, if you're starting, just start with what's easy. Do, do what's right in front of you that you can get your hands on quickly and get into this business and start taking action and working this business. And, you know, you can grow from there. But you, the worst thing you can do, and I was a victim, I, I did this in the beginning was just learn, learn, learn and not take that first step. That's right. Take the first step first. And learn yeah. as you go. And yes. that's going to push you forward. We've come to call it real-time learning instead of instead of just-in-case learning, it's just-in-time learning is what it yeah. is, right? Instead of, I'm going to learn everything I need to know just in case I might yeah. need it someday. That's not yeah. the way this, it should work. You know, that's the way we all went to school and learned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just in yeah. case you need to dissect an isosceles triangle someday, we're going to spend three weeks learning that now. That, yeah. That's not the way to approach your internet business. Just in time. You had someone walk up to you at a pool and say, hey, could you do some Facebook marketing? And you said, sure. And then you went home and learned some Facebook marketing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just in time. Learn what you need when you need it. I love that you made that lesson uh, evident today. That's a great example. How things turn out with that client, by the way. What's the... I worked with him for over two years and um, to very profitable. I was working on a retainer for him for two years. Uh, eventually went on a percentage deal. And then eventually got a big payout to train his team and walk away from it. So that's beautiful. Have you ever a, told him that you went home and studied Facebook marketing after that first? I time? may have joked about it after like a year, <laughs> you know. 
<laughs> That's how simple this can be. I don't want to say easy. To me, there's a difference between easy and simple. Simple means I can explain it to you fairly precisely, and then you can take the ball and run with it if you want. Easy is sitting in a, in a chair watching a football game on a Sunday. That's easy. Simple is I can explain it to you. We can understand, but you're going to have to, you're going to, have to do some work here. Just because it's simple doesn't mean it's going to be easy. Yeah. This is a simple model. You're going to hit some roadblocks. You're going to have to learn as you go. But everything we talked about today, even some of, maybe some of those acronyms where you're scratching your head like, what's that word even mean? Take the time it takes to investigate and figure it out. Real-time learning, or in, instead of, I'm sorry, I always call it real-time. It's actually just-in-time learning yeah. versus just-in-case learning. That's the best. Just If that mindset, if I could just put that mindset in front of every student that comes through our community, Man, that would be so beneficial. Yeah. It's such a great way to think. Well, hey, Abe, I know we're closing in on time when you got to go grab your kiddo. Who yeah. recently got his black belt? Congratulations. Yeah. Black belt and crony. Yeah. yeah big big cool, deal man. for us, for sure. Yeah. So, so proud of him, man. That's so cool. So go have some fun dad time. Thanks for hanging out with us. And I'll talk to the listeners right now. Man, we appreciate, Abe and I both really appreciate you giving us part of your most valuable asset. That's some of your time. You hung out with us today. Even though it was virtual... Hey, you can send us your feedback, jump into our Facebook community. Abe's in there. He's one of our coaches. He's, he's plugging away every day around here doing some cool stuff. So if you have some feedback or additional questions, jump into our Facebook group. We'll stick a link in the show notes at silentgym.com slash podcast. Just go to this episode. You'll see all the links we talked about today and maybe a few other things as well. Like the Proven Conference, Abe's going to be there. He's going to be one of our presenters theproofinconference.com, July 2020. What are you going to be talking about in uh, Florida? Yeah, so I'm going, to be, I'm going to be diving into the importance of keywords from product selection. You know, um, I'll just say real quick that the way to make sales on Amazon is to get onto page one for all of your keywords, right? So everything that we build, every process that you build has to reverse engineer that scenario. So I'm going to show you exactly how to do that from product research to uh, indexing listings to launch strategy. I'm going to break that hopefully into a 45-minute presentation, but it's going to be super valuable. One thing about my presentations I try and do is make them super actionable. So when you leave and walk out of the room, you have stuff that you can open your laptop and implement right away. So that's my goal. So yeah, come check it out. Beautiful. And everyone who attends our events, we record them. And you get all those videos for free. So if you, if you for some reason were to miss Abe's session, because we several breakout sessions, you get all the recordings. Last year, we had about 30 recordings. And confession time, there's still seven or eight I haven't even watched yet from last year. But it's all experts I know, great people in our community. I've heard them present before. But it was such a great event because we had breakout sessions and people could go and pick up on sessions that were of interest to them. And Abe, you'll be one of our great speakers. Go to the provenconference.com. Three words, theprovenconference.com. Snag a ticket. See you in July, 2020. Abe, if I don't talk to you before then, man, great hanging out with you today. And to all the business building warriors in the community. Again, like I said, it was great hanging out with you as well. Send us your feedback, jump into our Facebook group. We'll have another great episode for you again real soon. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit silentgym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.